When tax time comes around, are you being reactive or proactive? Do you find yourself swimming in a sea of questions? Like, is it better to do my tax return cheaply? How do I know if I'm doing them the right way? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we'll answer these questions and many more. Sharpen your pencils and take some notes. Now, here's your host, Marcelino Dodge. A hearty big welcome today to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge on show number 25 and building. And honestly, I can say at this point, living the dream. Yes, I've actually always wanted to do this. And now that we have the privilege of doing it here on Voice America, it is just so much fun to be able to talk to you all each week and to give a big shout out and listen to those listening throughout not just the U.S., but throughout the world, various countries, China, Ireland, Colombia. We really appreciate the, the worldwide reach that we have on this show, even though we're just mainly talking about income taxes in the United States, but there are some who do live in other countries or reside there that are U.S. citizens that still need this vital information. So we really appreciate you taking the time. I'm always available to discuss what is on this show. You can reach me through my website, which is uh, cashtracksfinancial.com or email, which is success at cashtracksfinancial.com. You can also give me a call at 844-394-4287 or, or visit my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash cashtracks. Well, another week, another round of Information coming out from the IRS regarding the American Rescue Plan, which we're going to give just some brief updates here. Then we're going to get into today, today's main topic, which is about identity theft and your taxes. How can you protect yourself? What can you do if it does happen with your tax return? These are all vital, vital points that just have gotten at least in my mind, which is why I'm covering this, overlooked and forgotten, especially over the last year with all of the other events, how do I handle identity theft with my taxes? We're going to come back to that in just a few moments here. We're going to just kind of highlight some updates from the American Rescue Plan again because we're going to take a show and just cover them all because literally from a tax standpoint, does the American Rescue Plan actually help? Well, we're going to present the information on a future show and let you decide, but here's a few highlights of what was covered in that. Of course, we got the round three of the stimulus payments uh, being sent out. Uh, Some are getting them, of course, through direct deposits. Others are getting them maybe on a debit card or through a check. So you just need to be watching for that and, frankly, just be a little bit patient. We're going to expand on that next time. Also, if you had $10,200 of unemployment in 2020, that's... uh, per taxpayer, and that's also non-taxable. As a result, we're going to expand on that as well. Here's an interesting little tidbit just for 2020. There were 9,000 pages of tax law that came out just in 2020, which is why it's so important to work with an individual like myself, an enrolled agent, to really help you navigate through all of these changes. One of the big announcements, of course, last week was about the individual tax returns being due May 17th, along with the payments there. Some states are kind of scrambling as to what they're going to do. We don't exactly know everything. So I would just suggest make sure you check with your state, whatever state you live in. Or uh, The premium tax credit, which applies to those with health insurance off of exchanges. 
you need to take a look. Uh, there's some interesting factors with that as well that came through. The child tax credit, some adjustments for that that only apply to 2021. The dependent care credit that currently only applies to 2021 as well. Uh, employer fringe assistance, uh, such as uh, dependent daycare uh, reimbursements that uh, employers provide. There were some adjustments there for 2021 only. Uh, changes in sick pay, changes in the employee retention credit, and a few other changes that are just too numerous to go in and discuss on this show. Otherwise, I'd lose all my time in regards to identity theft, which is what we're going to go ahead and focus in on at this time because this is a huge, huge issue. It's kind of been, at least in my thought, kind of pushed to the background with all the pandemic and all of the other information coming out. But it's still a huge issue uh, with taxes. And what most people don't realize is that it, it really happens more. And it's been happening quite a bit over the years. In the 20-plus years, I have been working in this business and e-filing tax returns and helping individuals. It it does happen. The information does get out there. When I first, Some of the first times I encountered this was when I was getting going in the business. I had clients who were coming to me with these uh, it's a CP2000 letter, which is basically a letter from the IRS saying that, oh, you didn't report these wages that you work over in another state, like clear over in North Carolina, for example. And my client, the taxpayer, had never, ever even been to North Carolina. They've pretty much lived all their life in where I am in Colorado here. So... That was the first time when I really started encountering that, and we had to make some adjustments. We had to basically convince the IRS that, no, they did not work in North Carolina. They had not been there. They have never lived there. And thus, essentially, that was someone had gotten a hold of their social and used it to to do some work. But they got no benefit of the work. But anyway, it caused a headache for the taxpayer, and it took us about six months to get it all straightened out. And finally... It did get corrected, and the IRS was like, okay, yeah, that's not really their income, and and so on. So it got fixed, and so it's just, and then things have continued to progress through the years. That was my first encounter with it, and then the second encounter started happening with my first section here about how do I know about identity-related ID theft or tax-related ID theft in particular. Well, right now, the most common, or at least when I encounter the most in the people I help, is when we have electronically filed their tax return, and we get the return rejected by the Internal Revenue Service because either the taxpayer or the spouse or maybe one of the children have been claimed on another tax return. It says, uh, uh, this It'll say this uh, social security number has already been claimed on a tax return, or perhaps it'll say this social security number, this is a duplicate return. One has already been filed. And when I get this back, it's like, what? Wait a minute. We didn't file yet. What happened here? And that's often what it is. Someone has filed a tax return using your information, attempting to get some type of fraudulent refund is what usually is basically what it is. And so uh, that's why many times, as we're going to mention a few times through this program today, that it's uh, it's recommended to, to file your taxes uh, as soon as you possibly can in the year. Not, of course, not be a big rush, but 
don't wait too long either. It's a good protection against this ID theft to file your tax return. But we're going to talk about some other ways you can protect yourself as well later on in the program. So if you do have the rejection of an electronically filed tax return because of a duplicate return or another individual on there, how do you fix that? Well, there is a way to fix that, at least initially with the IRS, and that, of course, is to file the tax return on paper. And, of course, in this environment we're in right now, the IRS is so far behind, in fact, still processing tax returns for 2019 uh, of course, the extended due date does help with that, but yeah, what that helps us see is that if you are a victim like this and you're having to mail in your tax return, it's going to be a while. Normally, under normal circumstances, uh, prior to the pandemic, it would take roughly about six to eight weeks to get a refund, uh, maybe even longer if you're dealing with an identity theft, but yet you'd be able to get it. Now, it's hard to estimate. You could be talking 8 to 12 weeks, maybe longer. Uh, I haven't had one of these come up yet this year to, to try to process and figure it out, but it's important to know that it could cause a significant delay on your tax return if you do uh, have this issue come up and you are a victim of a tax-related identity theft. So what are some of the other signs that ones can possibly encounter with uh, identity how do they know, perhaps, if they've been a victim of tax identity theft? First of all is we all look at those IRS letters. They're pretty standard, black and white, official looking. Uh, you may get a letter, and this could be particularly scary if you get a letter from the IRS saying uh, something about a tax return that you did not file which if you're an individual who doesn't normally file a tax return because you don't have the income amount or whatever the case may be, but you get a letter from the IRS saying, oh, we need to get a tax return or we need to get more information on this tax return that you filed for 2018 or whatever because there's some discrepancy, there's something wrong here with this. And you go back and you think and you look and you go, wait a minute. I didn't file a tax return for that year. Why am I getting this letter from the IRS? Well, that is usually a very, very strong indication that someone did file a tax return using your information. And the IRS sends you this notice or whatever saying, wait a minute, we need whatever. We need a W-2 or we need a need some other verification of income or something because something doesn't add up. So that is definitely a sign that you have been victimized by ID theft. Now, another way you can do it, or another deep indication that you have been a victim of this is you can get an, a tax transcript that you did not request because you can go on to irs.gov, you can enter in your information, and the IRS will send a tax transcript to uh, the, last, the last address that you have, that they have on file for you. So now if you get this tax transcript, which is basically a record of what was filed on your tax return, then you can 
get an idea, oh, wait a minute, I didn't request this. Why do I have this? I don't even know what this is. Because the tax transcripts you get from the IRS, they're not the easiest thing to read. Uh, oftentimes, uh, financial institutions and others will, will want these to do various loans because uh, they're looking for specific things, I guess. But anyway, if you get one that you just did not get, hey, that that's another indication that, wait a minute, something's going on, somebody has your information, somebody requested this, the IRS sent this out. So that is another pretty strong sign that you've been a victim. Now, also, the IRS is, of course, expanding, and they're wanting people to go in and create online accounts with them to be able to access their tax accounts, to be able to look at them, which is actually a good thing for you to be able to go in and look at your tax account, maybe order up some things uh, from the IRS, like a tax transcript, because you may need it for certain applications or whatever. But if you did not sign up for an online account and there's one created in your name and again the IRS sends out a notice to you and you're like going, wait a minute, it's another one, you get one of those puzzled looks on your faces and you're going, what? I didn't do this. I didn't apply for this. That's another strong and immediate sign that yes, there is a problem. There's some tax identity theft going on there. Or the other side of that is, is that if you have an online account you've created and there's been some type of access, it's been accessed, or there's been change on that account, and again, you get some type of notice from the IRS saying, um, while there's been this change on your account, uh, did you do this? Well, Again, that's an indication that someone is essentially had, had hacked you and had accessed your information uh, to be able to access your tax account or to get your tax information. So that's another very, very excessively strong warning sign that you need to pay attention to if you do get that. Our next uh, consideration here is, which is the, the really scary one. This is the one that can really scare people. And that is, you get that letter from the IRS that says, oh, you owe us additional money. And by the way, you need to pay this money to us. And oh, by the way, uh, we're going to charge you penalties and interest for this uh, extra tax that you owe us. And that is just, that can just scare you off your seat, especially in some cases if, if it's several thousand dollars you get this notice for and you're like, what in the world is going on here? And sometimes that has to do with, as I mentioned earlier in this program, is that a W-2 or a 1099 even that was reported using your tax information and the IRS gets that information and they look at that and they go, oh, wait a minute. This person did not report all of their income. And thus, you got to go back and show the IRS and prove to the IRS that you did not make or earn this income and provide documentation and show them, which can again show that you were a victim of some type of identity theft. Because there are uh, social security numbers being used throughout this country in fraudulent manner. And oftentimes, that's what happens is that you end up getting an additional tax notice for income that you supposedly earned, but you really 
did not earn because it wasn't from you. It was from someone fraudulently using your social security number. So that also is a good victim, is, is an indication that you're a victim. So that's why when you do get these notices like this, uh, it's excellent idea to give someone like myself a call, uh, enrolled agent to come in and t- to talk to, to help have the help there to get this cleared up. Because oftentimes it's very difficult to get this stuff cleared up on your own. But yet, once again, getting some professional assistance, having someone you're working with year-round can definitely help you if these things do occur. We're going to discuss a little bit more of these signs. And then also, we're going to take a look at how do I respond to these signs when they come up. As well as even coming up, we're going to talk about how you can protect yourself from this tax identity theft. So we look forward to talking to you again in a couple minutes here. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge here on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Are you wanting to grow wealth faster, save time, and build a nest egg? Hire a tax pro who makes you money and does more than just file your tax return. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial identifies your key numbers, works year-round to improve your numbers, keeps you compliant, and helps you achieve goals faster. Call Marcelino Dodge today, 719-336-8739 to schedule your free tax strategy review. Call 336-8739 or visit CashTracksFinancial.com. Many people want to build wealth or grow their business faster but do not know what specific numbers to look at that actually help build monthly cash flow. Hire a tax pro who makes you money and does more than just file your tax return. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial identifies your key numbers, works year-around to improve your numbers, keeps you compliant, and helps you achieve goals faster. Schedule your free tax strategy review by calling 719-336-8739 or visit CashTracksFinancial.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge, helping you to understand the tricks that happen here with tax identity theft. How do you deal with it? How do you identify that you have been a victim of this? Also, as we continue in this, looking at the signs, and this is kind of relates back to some of the information I've already related to, is that 
a sign that you have is if the IRS has on record an employer where you did not work. This relates back to one of my other uh, points when I talk about you get an additional tax or offset is that that's often times because of a W-2 or an employer where you did not work. And so that's a strong indication there because if you look at your tax account or you request a copy of your W-2s that they have on record for you, and if there's an employer there you don't recognize, then yeah, you're like, yeah, that, that I did not work there, especially if it's some employer in the state that you did not work in and have not may perhaps even not visited. That gives a good indication there to you that, yes, you've been a victim there. Also, one last thought sign that you can have is getting the letter from the IRS letting you know that there's some type of suspicious tax return we have here. It appears to be from you, but we're not really sure if it is. So can you please provide us with information? Because this return is very suspect. We don't, we just don't think it is right. That also strongly indicates that you've been a victim of identity tax theft there. So now that we've looked at these signs and how to know about it, it's going to be important to figure out then how are you going to respond when you are a victim of tax identity theft because how you respond and the timeliness of your response is going to be absolutely vital to resolving the issue with the IRS as quickly as possible. Now, one thing I do want to Make sure and point out here is that in the case of tax-related identity theft, the IRS is very willing to uh, work with you on this. They have a whole program built around that. We're going to discuss that in just a little bit here. But what we want to do is just make sure you know that if you do have this issue, the IRS will work with you. Now, it's not something you want to sit on if you get one of these notices there. If you get one of these IRS notices saying something about there's a suspected tax return or you owe some money that you don't uh, that you know you don't owe or once again something about from an employer or a tax transcript if you get any of these signs any of these uh, actions that I've described happen what you need to do is an immediate response to the IRS needs to be provided there now that can be provided by you directly or you can uh, get the services of an enrolled agent like myself. You can sign a power of attorney for whatever year that they're making that reference to. And you can have that individual help you to uh, communicate with the IRS in order to get these issues resolved. And so it comes down immediately. There's a phone number, which is really good because the IRS has different offices all over the country in different places. Um, and this is a good tip, actually, for any notice that you get is even if these are notices that you know that you should be getting or that you're aware of is that there's a, usually a specific phone number on that notice well and a specific address as well and so you want to make sure that whatever number is on there is that that is the number that you call or if you're submitting correspondence to the IRS the address uh, the office where that notice originates that is where you want to send the correspondence because you don't want it to get stuck in the IRS sea of mail that just kind of disappears sometimes. So you want to be very specific in these responses. 
follow the instructions that's on the letter as far as either the phone number or the address. That way you can get that immediate response and start getting to some immediate action on that. And they'll also, in response to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you have an electronic file that has been rejected, and if you're working with a tax professional like myself who really understands and how this works, it's really vital that you work with them to help them to do the provide the uh, information that is required because as I mentioned earlier, if you have uh, an electronic filing that has been rejected probably because of a, well not, well, probably it would be, especially since we're dealing with tax identity theft here, if it's related to that and it says like a duplicate return. You want to make sure that you do get that return filed on paper because the IRS could have a fraudulently filed return that maybe has a different address than what your address is, even though it has maybe your name and social security number. So you have to still file that tax return by mail. So you can get, of course, the refund that you deserve. Now with that, because it's a duplicate return, you go in and you file, it's a form 140 you attach that with the tax return and of course as a tax professional I'd help you to do that and there's specific instructions that go with that form and you have to particularly follow the instructions as well as with that there's there's identity verification that goes along with this and so as you submit that verification with it what you want to do is make sure that you uh, provide whatever is needed there sometimes they'll just take copies on that and so you don't have to take in take originals or mail originals to the IRS because uh, they need to verify your identity which sadly because you're trying to get your uh, get yourself straightened out there with the IRS you need to verify your identity that way they know that it's you and so it's, again, that's vitally important that you do that. And so what you want to make sure and do is respond in a timely manner. Now, when that does happen, what the IRS has is the Identity Theft Victim Assistance Organization. And what this organization goes in and does for you is it helps you to resolve the issue. Now, like everything else with the IRS, it does not necessarily happen right away but it does happen and it does eventually uh, get done. And so with that, it's important to just keep that in mind that this identity theft assistance is there and it works with you. Now, once you file the tax return in question or the one that you're really doubting there uh, or that you're uncertain of, they will work with you through that. Now, as I mentioned, just like anything dealing with the IRS, this identity theft victim assistance can take anywhere from 120 to 180 days to get your case resolved. As I mentioned earlier, when I'm dealing with some of these, it has taken a long time to get it resolved, but they do eventually get it resolved. They, they're very meticulous. And unfortunately, in the circumstances we're in now, it could take even longer, could take a whole year to get it straight, but you do need to take up the assistance. And if you're mailing anything in, uh, that's where I strongly will suggest that you keep an accurate record of anything you submit to the IRS. Keep keep copies of everything. You send it, send it 
by some type of uh, signature required for that for delivery. So whether you send it through a private carrier or you send it through the post office, make sure you got something with a tracking number and you get the the signature on there so that you know that that package that you send gets there. And then also as we move on here, there's an IRS taxpayer protection program notice. You'll receive that. That is also there to verify your identity so that you can work through this and you work along with it. Now, as you call in, because sometimes you can call in through this IRS taxpayer protection program, because I've had a few clients get letters saying that we need to verify some information for your tax return uh, before we can issue out your refund. And so through this taxpayer protection program, uh, many times ones are able to call in, they can provide the information that the IRS is requesting and it verifies their identity. Now in some cases though, you still may need to go visit a tax, an IRS taxpayer assistance center in person taking all of your documents with you. This is on a case a case by case basis. So it's kind of hard to know exactly when that'll be required. And sometimes it could be just just depends. They couldn't verify what you you have with what they have in their computer system because one thing with the IRS, and I've already seen that this year during tax season, is sometimes you can have certain information in one IRS system that is all completely correct, but for whatever reason, another IRS system does not have all of the complete and correct information. For I can't explain exactly why that exists or why that happens, but I know it does happen which is why a visit to a taxpayer assistance center in person may be necessary. Now, uh, with the COVID restrictions and some of the things happening, it may be a little difficult to do that, but you want to, of course, follow whatever protocols that you need to. But if you do need to visit a taxpayer assistance center, uh, you do need to schedule an appointment to do that, and it has actually a way online through irs.gov to do that for you to find a center, for you to schedule an appointment to be able to get all of that fixed. But the key is whenever you get any type of notice or anything that indicates that you have been a victim of tax identity theft, you want to make sure that you respond quickly, that you to take care of it there. And if needed, of course, find someone like an enrolled agent to help you to do so uh, one who has worked with these type of uh, problems and issues before is absolutely essential for you to do it. Other steps you can take, as well as if you're a victim of this tax identity theft, is to uh, look through the uh, Federal Trade Commission recommendations. They have several recommendations there of what you can do. Uh, whatever state you live in, you need to check with your state tax agency to see what they're doing. Uh, for example, this is the uh, Department of Labor in the state of Colorado. There's been so much rampant uh, theft and fraud with the extra payments there's been doing on the unemployment that there is actually a place where if an employer or an individual receives a notice that they have uh, 
filed for unemployment and they have a case number, well, that employer can go in, and this may be developing in every state, but I know in Colorado, the employer can go in to the department website and report a certain claim as as a fraudulent claim for unemployment and stop that claim in its tracks. And so if it's a Department of Labor claim like that, you can... If it's a Department of Labor claim, you can go in and do it, and as well as various things with the state. So you got to take a look at your specific state agencies and see what they have in place uh, to be able to help you to deal with this on their level. You can maybe perhaps with some type of alert on. As Then another step, of course, is be alert to various phishing scams that are wanting to steal data. I can give you an example of a scam here that's been going on. I've actually seen this like for the two or three last tax seasons there. I'll receive emails from individuals saying they want us to do their tax return. But what they attach to their email is a link saying, here's my tax documents. They want me to click on that link. Well, being that we don't know that person, one, we don't click on the link in the first place. And secondly, in our particular office, tax documents are to be received only via uploading to our portal. Or, of course, you physically deliver them or you mail them in. So uh, those are precautions that we take. Which then leads us into how do I protect myself? And of course, you got to think about the two is if you're using a tax professional, how's your tax professional protecting you? Well, when it comes to both your computer and your mobile devices, it is essential, absolutely essential to be using some type of security software and software that updates automatically. Yes, you don't want to be using any of these free programs out there anymore for antivirus or internet security they're they're very limited in what they can do and they don't update maybe as often as you need to uh, i know like the software company that i have using the protection on my computers they have been updating constantly to keep my system safe and secure from all of the the hacking that is going on so that's absolutely essential that you use some type of program on both uh, your desktop, your laptop, or your mobile device, whatever you're using. In addition to that, it's good to use an encryption program, especially if you have like Windows 10, you have BitLocker on there, so you're certainly encouraged to set that up as well so that your information is kept very safe and secure on your computer and that you are not... uh, leaving it exposed, especially if a laptop gets stolen or something. Having that uh, information on there can be very uh, troublesome for you, but if you have uh, an encryption built in there, it's going to be able to protect you. I like this suggestion here, and I think this is very smart. Treat your personal information like cash. Do we just leave like $20 or $30 just lying around anywhere? Well, no, we don't. So, We want to treat our personal information the same way. We don't want to just leave it lying around anywhere, be it in public or, in this case, lying around on our computer or or mobile device. We we want to keep it private, keep it stashed away, keep it in our wallet, whatever the case may be. We want to make sure that we do that there. And then, 
As another way, we want to make sure we back up our files, use some type of a particular online backup system that will help us to keep everything secure. When we go to order things online, that's perhaps where we get really, really dangerous, is make sure whatever websites we're ordering has the HTTPS on it, not just HTTP, but HTTPS. These websites are secure and have good Uh, protection in place to be able to help you to be secure as well as on your computer and mobile devices make sure that whatever passwords you're using are strong and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a bit about multi-factor authentication so now that we've gone a little bit about protecting ourselves we're going to come back cover a few more areas uh, of how you can protect yourself from tax-related identity theft and return a couple minutes here again this is the tax answers advisor This is Marcelino Dodge here on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you wanting to grow wealth faster, save time, and build a nest egg? Hire a tax pro who makes you money and does more than just file your tax return. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial identifies your key numbers, works year-round to improve your numbers, keeps you compliant, and helps you achieve goals faster. Call Marcelino Dodge today, 719-336-8739 to schedule your free tax strategy review. Call 336-8739 or visit CashTracksFinancial.com. Many people want to build wealth or grow their business faster but do not know what specific numbers to look at that actually help build monthly cash flow. Hire a tax pro who makes you money and does more than just file your tax return. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial identifies your key numbers, works year-around to improve your numbers, keeps you compliant, and helps you achieve goals faster. Schedule your free tax strategy review by calling 719-336-8739 or visit CashTracksFinancial.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. To reach our program today, please call in. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Now, back to the Tax Answers Advisor. Welcome back. This is the Tax Answers Advisor taking you on a little tax ride today on tax-related identity theft. We've covered a lot of information today in regards to how uh, you can identify it, how you respond to it, and lately we've been covering about how to protect yourself from it, making as strong of an effort as you can to, uh, to stay away from it and not become a victim. Well, 
We see another way to protect yourself. We touched, of course, first on your computer and mobile devices. Also keep in mind about phishing emails and other scams that are just so present out there. And with this new uh, stimulus payment going out, those scams and emails are just out there trying to get your information, trying to steal your stimulus payment. People just are so, so unkind at times. So what we need to do is keep in mind is that if there's ever an email where they're asking for our personal information, we do not respond to those emails, especially if it's from a place that you did not request information from or even heard of before. You want to make sure that you just click the delete key and get rid of that email because it's just looking for some information from you. And as I mentioned earlier, many times, ones will send an email that has some type of link on it. You want to avoid clicking on that link, especially if it's from someone you do not know. Uh, We here at my business, we have a no-click policy in particular for any unknown senders for both links and attachments because of the just the hazards that can present to a system. Uh, You can get uh, malware and other uh, types of software that you don't want on your system. You can get that downloaded onto your system and they can be tracking all kinds of stuff from your system, stealing your personal information, stealing your passwords. So you want to make sure that any of those that come through, you just do not click on. It's like I mentioned earlier about the fact that I've received emails from individuals claiming that they wanted us to do their taxes, but when I respond to them saying, okay, here's our process, here's our procedures, uh, I had one just recently completely ignore what I said and still sent me an email saying, here's my tax information, go ahead and do my tax return. I'm like, you just totally did not read my email. I do not accept documents through email, but yet you still sent it. So obviously... I'm just going to delete. I responded to them, and it's interesting. I never heard back from that person again. It's always interesting, too, when you like hover over the link because you can take your mouse and just kind of hover over it, but don't click on it. It it has some weird email, weird web address on it. Or if you go and look at the email, like the reply to email, it's not even the same as the email that you received it from. So it's like someone was trying to send out some type of mass email to see who would bite on it. And it's interesting because I had one of those come in that went both to my business email and to my personal email. Basically the same thing. It was like, uh-huh, yeah, this person's definitely fishing for information. We're not giving anything to them, and we did not, of course. Keep in mind as well, the IRS does not communicate through email. So any emails that purportedly come from the Internal Revenue Service, just delete because the IRS does not use email. They they will send you a regular letter through postal mail. Uh, they will call you. Sometimes they will call you. It depends. If, if you've already initiated certain action with them, they may call you. Or sometimes they'll fax you, and of course it has to be a very legitimate thing, but the IRS does accept faxes, which is vitally important to keep in mind. So be watching out for these scams all the time. Another deal to keep in mind is passwords. Do not be using simple passwords or 
passwords like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or even just the word password. Don't be using those. It's encouraged that long phrases that you can remember, those would be very uh, good to use, including some numbers in those and even some special characters like dollar signs, the pound sign, uh, the at sign, the and sign, or anyway, whatever type of special character you'd like to use, including those in there in random spots, uh, like in your phrase, would be very good to help help you to be even more secure. Also, some people have a tendency, as far as security, to always use the same password on every account. Well, I was looking at the other day, my password manager, and I have like over 300 passwords. I was like, wow. So that's, that is a lot. You got a lot of different accounts, a lot of different places, but yet you don't want to be using the same password for every account. And even, at least from my perspective, this is, now this, I'll, I'll just say this is, this is my opinion on this because I never do it. Is that you got the different websites that say uh, log in with your Facebook login or log in with your Google login or log in with whatever. I never do that actually because I feel it's more secure that I have a specific password for that website, whatever I'm logging into. And so that that has a different password than my Facebook account or my Instagram account or whatever. Because, at least to me, that, that makes you even more secure by not using those, those logins like that. Because then, you essentially, you're linking that account with your social media account. And then you're essentially putting them to making them, like if someone ever hacks that one account, they can hack into the other account. So, I still would strongly recommend, at least personally, do not be doing that so that each of those accounts is more secure. And then use, use a password manager that you have. There's some very good ones out there. Personally, we use a Dashlane in our business, which has worked out very well to keep uh, our various uh, passwords. And even it's good because they generate passwords for you as well. So that uh, random letters and numbers and stuff all in there so that you can uh, be even more secure. So please, that's a definite way to help you to do that. And then, of course, passwords for are then different for your uh, that you got to use for your encryption on your computer when you're lo- initially logging in. And you got to think about, oh, back on passwords here. You say, well, I got a password on my computer. Well, yes, but you may just have your Windows password. You may not actually have a password on your encryption software because when you actually use the encryption like BitLocker on your computer, it's going to ask for a password before it even starts the operating system. That is the key there, is having that big long password there before your operating system starts. Because once your operating system starts and it comes up and asks for the Windows password, pretty much anybody can guess or actually break into the computer and break that password at some point if they have any computer skills at all. So it's very important to make sure that you have your encryption on before the operating system starts so that your system is even more secure. And that one probably needs to be anywhere from 13 to 15 letters long or characters long, I should say. Combination of letters, numbers, special characters, all of that to make your system even more secure. 
So keep that in mind in regards to passwords. Keep your tax information safe. We also want to remember about two-factor authentication where possible is that, yes, I do this a lot on my systems as well. In particular, this is where I store my data for my clients is that two-factor authentication, which basically when you log in, it asks uh, for a code that you can use from type some type of authentication app, which is usually on your phone. So you'll usually need your phone to do that when you set that up. And so it's usually less likely, very much less likely that anyone who's trying to hack your password, they may get through your password, but then that layer of the two-factor authentication, they won't get that off of your uh, they're not likely going to have your phone. So that adds that good layer of protection. A good idea, too, which is something I've been personally working at, is to try to get away from using your email as your login. Uh, I have a series of different logins that I use, and hopefully as uh, some of these websites allow us to start using something other than our email, I'm definitely going to be changing over just to add another layer of protection. I've talked about this multi-factor authentication, which is basically like the the two-factor authentication. It gives, uh, again, a second layer of protection for you because you can never have too much protection, especially when you're dealing with uh, various uh, information like I deal with, the privacy information, having that on your computer, having it on your logins. And I didn't realize this until I found it uh, a while back, is that even on some social media has... A second has that second layer where you can request that that code for a new device that you're putting in, or even each time you log in from your desktop or your laptop, you can have it uh, that second layer of protection in there so that even your social media account can be even more secure, so that your password doesn't get hacked. Yes, you get that security code on your phone. Sometimes it can be it can be coming from like your bank which a lot of the banks I work with, they'll send a security code if they don't recognize the browser that goes that goes to my phone. Sometimes they'll use a, uh, a security app like, uh, let me see, what is that one called? Auth- Authy or Authenticate or something like that. There's a couple, there's several different ones that you can use. Of course, Google has a, has an authentication app as well that you can use. So we want to make sure you use those apps because it's so much unlikely that people will have your phone or have your device. They may get through your password, but they probably won't have your device. So it makes it even safer and more secure for you to use such options and always encouraging ones to opt into that whenever it is possible. And then another layer of protection that you can have in particular, this is specific to the IRS. There's the IRS Identity Protection pins. I have several clients that actually have these, and they've had them for several years because uh, they'd actually had their identities stolen or another tax return that was filed on their behalf, and thus we filed the forms, and each year they get this letter in the mail with this ID protection pin, which adds a layer of protection for their tax return. Now, a great, great idea the IRS came out with to help combat this, which can help with your dependents and help in a lot of areas is beginning in mid-January of this year, all taxpayers now can request this. You're eligible to do it, and it's just so fabulous because 
This is one of those IRS things that's great to opt in. This is a six-digit number that you get. It provides additional protection for your Social Security number. You must verify your identity with the IRS when you go in and get it. And there's an IP PIN tool to request. In fact, I went and I requested mine last night. In my case, mine was fairly easy because I already had a account with the IRS due to the number of uh, things that I go in for, like for my electronic filing as a business owner and so on. I went in and I got mine. It just popped right up there. So I encourage everybody, if you really want that extra layer of protection, go in, get that ID protection pin from the IRS and then going forward, that will always be needed. And yes, we are here to help you through this challenge with ID uh, related uh, ID theft that is tax related. We're definitely here to help you walk through that, help you to deal with the IRS or any other tax related issue, help you to be able to do some tax planning throughout the year. Yes, I am Marcelino Dodge here. So happy to help you as an enrolled agent throughout the United States. Always give me a call. It's 844-394-4287. Or you can, of course, email me at success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Here to help you to be successful because our goal is that everyone deserves financial success. And we're here to help you to understand the rules, understand the laws, to help you to work through this so that you can pay as little tax as possible. Because, hey, the talk is taxes are going up. So we got to do what we can within the law and even start doing some planning now to be able to maximize our benefits under whatever the tax code may be and whatever Congress may do. So, yes, always available here. Again, I'm Marcelino Dodge, enrolled agent, Cash Tracks Financial, so willing to help you. And as we discuss more and continue to inform you about the, the various tax laws and changes to help you get through this wild ocean of tax that is out there as they keep adding more and more pages to the tax code. Look forward to talking to you all again real soon next week at... 9 a.m. Pacific. Really appreciate you listening today so much to the Tax Answers Advisor. Again, this is Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.